0: Welcome back to the writers advice podcast everyone. I am very excited because today on the podcast I have Michael Thompson who is hot I mean it's a it's, it's a debut isn't it like it's an it's a debut in Australia and soon to be America um the novel How to be remembered which I absolutely devoured and I cannot wait to dive into this but you have a, a really interesting background so you are a journalist a podcaster yourself. And now an author. So, where did you? Where did this all start for you? When it um, came to um, yeah, I want to dive a little bit more into this writing thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. No, look, it's a um, it's an interesting uh, story because it's one of those things where uh, you kind of have a have a dream of writing a novel, but you don't know how and when you'll kind of get to do it, especially when you are kind of stuck doing an actual job, another job kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. and all, and all of a sudden, like there's not actually enough hours in the day to to do all of this, and so that was that was kind of my case that that I had it in the back of my head that I always did want to um want to write a novel. Yeah. uh but I, I thought that i wouldn't get a chance to actually devote the time that I needed to do that until probably say retirement yeah. um and then um what happened then was uh i'd been working as as a journalist and a radio producer and working in in the media uh for about kind of fifteen years and then um I finished up at that workplace at um at the the radio network where I'd been and all of a sudden, I had a little bit of free time because i thought i' i 'll give it a couple of months. Uh, before i find a find a job because it was coming up to christmas and there's no jobs around over christmas especially kind of in um in in media everything kind of slows right down and so i thought well now well, maybe maybe now's the time to see whether i i can at least start this thing unfortunately that was uh, the start of 2020 and if you cast your mind back when I, mean, I thought oh, i'll look for a job in february of 2020 that is not a good time to be looking for a job uh because there were no jobs anywhere courtesy of, of the pandemic. And so suddenly the 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 uh the situation kind of firmed up for me of, uh, you know what, I'm going to stick with writing and I'm gonna keep on going with this with this novel that I had started. And at the same time we uh a couple of former colleagues and I kind of came together to start a a podcast business which has um which has kind of taken off since then and, and is focused on on business news, which is uh an area that is not my specialty, uh, so I have been learning a lot as I as I go with that. Much as I have been kind of with uh, with writing as well, um, but that was kind of how it how it came to be that all of a sudden I, I went from, in say November of twenty nineteen, working full time, very long days, kind of um, from seven am to seven pm in in media every day, to suddenly twenty twenty. Uh, sitting down every morning and just chipping away and writing a couple of thousand words on a on a novel that I didn't even know whether it was going to be able to come together. And that um and, and kind of building a, a podcast business at the same time.
0: You talk about it so casually. Like, it's like yeah. now I'm just like living the dream.
1: <laughs> it, it, it it actually does feel like that. And 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 I'm also acutely aware of how lucky I am that 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 in some cases uh, the timing is just right, and everything aligns. and And I feel like that that is what happened here that um, that just this 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 window of opportunity, this time, opened up in front of me, and I was able to make the most of that to to write this book. And I'm also aware then of how fortunate I am that that book, being my first, was then kind of went through the went through the process and was able to then come out. On shelves, which which still kind of feels a little bit odd to say, and it, and it, um, though it wasn't as though it was just all all kind of super easy. The the, the fact is that ba- my background is writing. I yeah. uh, my my uh, background is journalism, and so I've been writing for years and writing, but I've been writing non-fiction. I've been writing news stories, and whether it's kind of politics or crime or whatever it is. It's always been about trying to convey the maximum amount of information in the fewest words possible. So like yeah. you're trying to kind of convey a whole news story in 60 seconds uh, and, and you are jamming as much information as you can. And then when I sat down to write this book, I thought, this is a major shift, trying to switch off that kind of uh, the more uh, almost kind of analytical part where you are looking at what's happening over here. And then you are taking it and just putting it into the onto the document, and it is a very literal translation of what you are seeing onto the page to be spoken on radio. There's no room for kind of embellishment. you've got to stick to the facts and then to to suddenly go, okay, I've got to try I've got to switch that off and suddenly go, "How do I go from writing two hundred words or five hundred words on something that has actually happened?" To writing ninety thousand words on something that hasn't happened and only exists in my head, and I thought I will know um, within a thousand words or two thousand words of, of doing this whether I actually can do it. And so it um, it was it was a case of sitting down, starting, and going. All right, this this is working, and and the story just unfolded, and it just kind of kept on going. And all of a sudden, I was at, I was at the end of the book after a few months, and I go, okay, you know what? I, I think this. I think this has actually worked. This has all kind of come together and we now have a book.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I feel like a lot of writers, like, you know, the logical um, way to start a career is through journalism, et, et cetera. Mm. But it, you are learning the opposite way of how, like, if you specifically if you're going into fiction, you're learning yeah. the opposite way you need to get to the point and get get people like hooked straight away it's like it's the same but like yeah the embellishment of it for sure but,
1: it, but it's also about kind of in journalism you need to lead with the headline you need to lead with all of all of the information you have to understand or expect that in a news story uh, most people are not going to read past the first Two or three paragraphs, mm-hmm. so you need to make sure everything that they really need to know is there right up front. And so that is very different all of a sudden where you are essentially kind of drip feeding information with a novel. It is a different uh, a different style, but I, I think that that the reason why you do obviously see so many kind of journalists or people with with a journalism background moving into. Uh, into fiction is there is still this common love of words and this mm. love of writing, and that that um, it is a case then of, of practicing and improving and just kind of refining that 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 craft.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually love this story how you said this is the, your first novel written because the yeah. concept is so genius yet so <laughs> original. Like, I, there's nothing else like it. And I like it's very Matt Haig esque. Which is just like one of, I don't know if you've read much of his work, but oh, but I was like, yeah, this is really yeah. on par with those stories that I love. But I'm dying to know how. First, give the readers a little bit of a synopsis about how to be remembered and how exactly this idea came to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is it's probably a good idea. The other the other day, I um I did a, uh, a an author talk at a library. And I spoke for the first 15 minutes uh, and realised that I'd forgotten to tell anyone what the book was about <laughs> yeah. uh, and no one had read it because I, everyone had kind of come along to um to hear me speak uh, without having read the book. So I was wondering why everyone was kind of looking at me blankly for the first 15 minutes and it was because they had no idea what the book actually was. So I need to kind of take a step back and just say, this is, this is what, it's, uh, so, so uh, it is called How to Be Remembered and it is based on a fairly simple premise. And it is about this um, idea of a, of a young Man, a young, a boy at the beginning, um, who on the same day every year on his birthday, he is forgotten by everyone. Uh, everybody who knows him just forgets that he exists, and so uh, that's his family, that's his friends, that's his colleagues, kind of everyone. He is just a stranger to them all of a sudden, uh, and so uh, it is uh, a, a case that that Tommy is his name. He is um, he almost kind of accepts it. He. he almost reluctantly accepts that this is the way his life is is going to go uh, until such time as he develops a, a pretty powerful incentive to try and find a way around this, and, and that is basically when he falls in love. Um, which um, And so at its heart, it is a love story, um, and it is a story about relationships, and it is a story about um, perseverance, optimism, hope, and it it has the potential. It probably sounds actually when I say that it sounds like it's going to be really grim because it, you're starting with a a small boy, a child who is forgotten on his first birthday by his parents who forget entirely forget that they even had a child to begin with. But um, it is it is. And while the start is pretty dark and the the start is pretty kind of grim and a bit bit depressing, um, it is not that through the rest of the book. It is about the power of hope and about the power of optimism. Uh, and so. I think, um, yeah, that's that's really the 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 summary of it, and it, it it kind of follows his life, and it follows Tommy's kind of quest to have what we all have and what we all take for granted in terms of family and friends and a relationship, and even just to have a job, which is very difficult when you're forgotten every year on on your birthday, and so uh, it, it is a little bit different to kind of other um, other things along those lines, uh, whereby it happens over a year. So it means that a year is enough time for Tommy to build those relationships, which makes it even more tragic than when he is forgotten at the end of that, uh, at the end of that year. And he has to start again. So, yeah, I think um, I like the, the, the Matt Haig kind of uh, comparison, a little bit of kind of midnight library, Mm -hmm. a little bit of kind of almost 50 first dates and, and that kind of uh, that kind of vibe to it uh, as well. But it is, is really a a book about um, a book about, about hope and about yeah. love and relationships and optimism.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is very. It's like you said, it starts off dark, but it's, I wouldn't say it starts off dark because it hooks you, and then it's like very this like beautiful, warm, life affirming story that I definitely recommend to everyone. But yes, I need to know how this came to
1: you. <laughs> oh my God. Uh- yeah. yeah so it 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 came about kind of from two two places. Number one was I was thinking about um social media and about the stupid stuff that people post online particularly <laughs> on Instagram and and Facebook and the, that they think is a fantastic idea at say maybe midnight um and they post a, a, a photo or something and then at about maybe 10am the next day they're suddenly kind of regretting maybe that decision and it's deleted of course but it lingers. <laughs> it stays there. It is. It's part of your digital kind of footprint. Um, yeah. It is probably there somewhere out there in cyberspace. And so, uh, in in kind of parts of Europe, I think there's a thing called the right to be forgotten, where you can actually have your digital footprint erased. Uh, wow. And I was thinking that I'm sure there's plenty of people that would actually like that to be to be forgotten, essentially. Uh, which made me then think of the opposite of what if somebody just wanted to be remembered and they were unable to be remembered because of something, something big, something powerful that was just preventing that from happening. And, and so that, I'm like, okay, that's definitely the basis of a story. And, and then kind of it led to the, the thought, okay, would you set it over a day where it's forgotten every day or would you? And then I thought, no, a year is good because it's tied to his birthday. It is tied to then um, a long enough period of time that you can build those relationships, build, uh, build a bit of a life in a year, uh, only for that all to kind of come undone. And the other part of kind of the, the inspiration for the story was this idea of, of, I had just finished work at, at this one particular company where I'd been there for 11 years. And after you've been at a place for a while, you, um, you, I think you, your job starts to fuse with your personality a little bit, kind of, they, they become the the same thing in a way. And, um, when you leave as I did, and I finished up on a Friday afternoon and, uh, you kind of think, all right, I reckon I'm going to be missed here and, and maybe there'll be kind of a bit of a, a legacy that I've that I've left here and, and there will be an impact when I go. And at 5 o'clock on that Friday afternoon, your phone stops ringing, uh, the emails stop coming in, and at 9 o'clock on Monday morning, somebody else is sitting at your desk. And suddenly you are forgotten in a professional sense, and I'm like, okay, all right, that's that's fairly confronting. The, the this idea that you think you're building a legacy in a professional sense, and then it's um then it's kind of gone, uh, very very quickly. I'm like, okay, all right, that is probably a more realistic approach to it. And so, being forgotten in a way professionally, <laughs> probably led a little bit to um to the the the, the basis of this story.
0: Oh my gosh! This is this is really just all divine timing. Like how everything, oh just yeah, came out and yeah, and this idea and everything—it's like perfect. I love it so much. Oh,
1: uh, and, and it was, and the the funny thing is that then, um, as I was as I was writing it, I was, I was just thinking about kind of what's the end goal here, and I don't think anybody writes a book with the goal of of just then putting it into the drawer and yeah. And never doing anything with it, I think everybody does have that that dream of being published, and so that was kind of what i was um what i was was working towards and uh, i suppose i I kind of had I kind of, I don't really go into in, in for all of the the manifesting kind of thing, um. But I I couldn't see any outcome except for kind of getting to that point. I couldn't mm-hmm. see any outcome except for at some point I'm going to be able to find a way to get this published. As I was writing, and I think kind of having that faith that 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 hope and that optimism, which is perhaps where kind of Tommy in the book gets his optimism from, um, that it was going to be that we would end up there at some point and then and then i ran into that epic brick wall that is querying and trying to find a find an agent which is um writing the book is easy finding an agent is very very hard and and so i just and I maybe wasn't as prepared for that as I as I thought I was and so I went into that kind of with a, a fairly methodical approach to it and I had a spreadsheet and I had um kind of all all the the agents that I wanted to approach and I was working my way through them and and one by one there was, there was kind of rejections coming through and then and then I just um uh and and I was working through Australian agents and and US and UK and then I I, I found an agency that I, I had um, I had missed along the way. I'm like, how did I, how did I miss this, uh, this agency? And it's a very kind of well-respected agency, Inkwell Management in, in New York. And I thought, okay, I will, um, I will try there because there is a a fantastic agent there, um, who actually works in Australia for much of the year and part of the time in the US. This is, this is perfect. And so up until that point, I had had, um, 42 rejections along the way. Um, which is a fairly kind of common story, but it's just, it's just no, 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 or in many cases, nothing at all, no response, which is, which is almost worse than a no, isn't it? Because it's just this kind of lingering (laughs) rejection that's out there. Yeah, the hope, but you know that it's false hope because it's never going to come back to you. And, And so then I, um, and so then, um, Catherine at, um, at Inkwell Said yes, and 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 it just goes to show that you can have kind of forty two nos, and you just need one yes uh, mm-hmm. in there, and 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 that was fantastic because she has been uh, the greatest champion for this book, uh, and uh, to kind of go from having forty two nos from from uh, agents and the like uh, here and around the world to then kind of being in a in an auction with publishers for the for the rights it goes to show just how, well, number one, how subjective the industry is that that yeah. it, you, your book might not necessarily be a bad book, but you just, the timing's not right. You've got, it's the wrong day, the wrong book for the wrong person, a whole stack of different circumstances. They just didn't have room on their list, anything um, like this. And it just did not work out, but it's just then you kind of keep on pushing and you keep on kind of persisting. Um, and then to kind of go from there, uh, to, uh, to, to the U S and the, the preempt deal with, uh, with source books in the, in the U S and then the, um, uh, the foreign rights now uh, selling in uh, up to six languages now and then the, and the film rights as well. And just like, it, it's just, it's, it's just tick, tick, tick on this bucket list, this publishing bucket list. And, and I'm like, this is just extraordinary. And I, as I said before, am just so very much aware of how fortunate I am that all of the timing, everything all, all lined up. And also that, um, the book was original enough to get some attention. I think mm. as well, which was fortunate because I didn't Google before I started to see if anyone else had written it, which, made, which could be a very big, um, uh, investment of time spending months writing a novel only then afterwards to look up and go, Oh, someone wrote that three years ago. <laughs> like Okay. All right. And I I did the same with my, with my second book, which I've just, um, which I have just just finished. And I didn't look up until afterwards to see whether anyone else has done that too. I'm like, I'm not learning here. I, I'm clearly just repeating the same, uh, the same mistakes anyway uh, that's that's kind of where we uh, how we got to got to this point
0: well, I think that's amazing you said so many good things just now firstly you said no one writes a book to put it in their drawer and no one said that on this podcast and I think that is so real and so and like everyone no one is writing a book to put it in their drawer yet, There's yet so many people kind of like, oh you know I just thought I'd see where it goes but it's like no like get that excitement and you're so honest yeah. yes there will be a, like you could have that many different um rejections as there is but you know if you keep persistent with it and keep at it it's amazing I also love how you didn't actually do research because I, <laughs> because I think um that does keep your ideas original, and if, I think if sometimes you do too much research beforehand, of like, oh, you know, write to market or write in this genre or this is what's trending or you know, it's and you've got to write what comes out of you and what's what your story is meant to tell.
1: Absolutely, I just thought this this is a good story. It's got the, the bones of a good story, and I thought, hey, even if it has been done before, no one else will have done my take on that. Mm. And so uh, and and yeah you do want to kind of avoid being influenced by what other people have done yeah. I think and, and and kind of inadvertently drawing their ideas into your own uh your own book and so I think that in hindsight maybe that was the motivation for not um, for not doing it but I also just thought I will I will start out writing this because it's the idea that I have now um and it is the idea that I think will be able to sustain a full novel so I thought there is enough in this there is enough meat in this story that you can really kind of get into it and you can build some great drama and you can and explore those relationships that I thought this is this is the idea that I want to write and yeah. um I will just sit down and start and start doing it
0: I absolutely love that and I'm excited that
1: there's another one on the way
0: I mean I don't want to yep. jump into that I usually you, you in the full like just process of writing it at the moment or is it kind
1: of like uh, no So uh, the um because the uh, deal in the US was a two-book deal with um, with source books there, so which is a, a tremendously kind of fortunate position to be in, because it means then that you can start writing the second book knowing that you're going to have a, a terrific team um, of editors um, to work with you on that book after you are, after you're done. You're not just writing it hoping that someone will kind of be interested in it. You're writing it knowing that you are going to have that support. And so, uh, yeah, I have. Um, I'm working through uh, revisions at the moment with them uh, at, at the moment. And so it is a similar kind of genre, which is almost a, a slightly difficult genre to define because it's kind of partly, you think, kind of speculative fiction or it's kind of magical realism. Mm-hmm. But but both of those, speculative fiction makes it sound too sci-fi. Yeah. Magical realism makes it sound too fantasy. And it's yeah. neither of those. It is a book that is very much grounded in our lives in real life like it could be it could be you it could be me um the, and it is just something extraordinary happening to an ordinary person uh, and that that everything else about it is real uh and so it it's it's probably kind of better class i suppose as as, as general fiction um i, I need suppose
0: to put a name for it i think send it style. to the
1: marketing team to come up with a new genre and we'll just put <laughs> yeah. my book just sitting there on its uh on its shelf
0: Stop. <laughs> yeah
1: that's right no, uh, and with a, with a title like how to be remembered there's always the risk that you will end up accidentally in the self-help shelves isn't no. there <laughs> Which, which is a a calculated risk, I suppose. You like, you know, what we we will take that um, we'll take that chance.
0: You know what? I feel like if someone is looking for self help and they buy this book, they're going to get some good feelings from it anyway. So (laughs) yeah,
1: indeed, it might not help them much, but hey, they'll have a good time reading it for the uh, for the few days that they read it. So yeah.
0: Oh, yeah! It's it's such a good concept. Now, um, so this is out in Australia everywhere. It's out in America very soon. If you've got a date for that, don't you?
1: Uh, yes, it actually came out on the twenty seventh of June, so it's been out for uh, it's been out for a little, well, only a few weeks um, now, which is which is very exciting. And then uh, it is uh, being released in um, German, Italian, wow, Polish, Polish, Czech, Portuguese, and oh Arabic my. over the next couple of years. Wow, uh, which is. Which is just extraordinary. But what I think that actually kind of goes to is the themes in this book and the, uh, that this idea of, of wanting to be remembered in some way of leaving a legacy, whether it is a professional kind of legacy or more likely the, 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 the way you are remembered by those who are close to you and that that may be the way that you can indeed be remembered, um, I think that's a fairly universal idea that it doesn't matter whether you are reading it in English or in in Italian or German or, or whatever, mm. um, that it is going to be something that I'm pretty sure everybody thinks about that kind of thing at some it's point.
0: The right. Yeah, yeah. That, it's that, part of the human, like it's ingrained in yeah.
1: us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And whether that is kind of through our families, um, that that is something that is, uh, I'm quite sure, consistent right around the world. So I think that is potentially why there was that um, that appeal in, in different markets for uh, what is a, a, a book that is um, obviously a, a piece of Australian fiction, but not overtly Australian in that it's not um, set in kind of Sydney or Melbourne or Brisbane or anywhere or in kind of any of the regional towns that kind of um, are, are, are in those areas. It is, I wrote it uh, without setting it specifically in any particular place so that it could be universal, that it yeah. could be more um more applicable to different markets around the world, so it was a partly a commercial thing, but also I thought it doesn't need to be set in Sydney or in Melbourne. That um, it, it can just be set in another city and another town that I have that I've made up, um, because that's it's really not important to the. To the overall story. I mean, the only thing—the thing that does probably set it out as being particularly Australian—is um, some of the language uh, in it, and also the fact that um, it has very hot Christmases, uh, which I think, um, in the US version, I actually had to add in a couple of additional uh, paragraphs just to make it abundantly clear uh, why Christmas was. <laughs> was so hot, uh, just that it is, in fact, set in the Southern Hemisphere, again, without kind of going, hey, this is set in Australia. It does just make it clear that, hey, this is a Southern Hemisphere kind of book. That is why Christmas is scorching. Um, But it's just one of those things that you kind of deal with as you are um, adjusting a book for uh, release in other markets uh, there's little kind of considerations that you need to make in terms of some of the language needs to change just a, a few little bits and pieces just to make it a little bit more easily understood by uh readers in other parts of the world
0: i'm even thinking of that now so if it's like translated to german are you getting asked those questions because like you can't really you can't really do that i
1: don't know Can
0: you? <laughs> I, I, I
1: No, god no 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 and um and and as As part of it, um uh, you also get a number of of author copies of of each translation. So there'll be kind of say three German copies and three Polish copies and three Arabic copies. And I don't speak any of those languages. Yeah. so I have no <laughs> idea. I can't check the translations. I don't actually know what to do with those um with those books, but it is a very, very good problem to have, isn't it? Yeah. suddenly where're out <laughs> I've got a a whole lot of different copies of uh, of how to be remembered. Uh, around the around the place that I can't actually read. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say you, you are to read the reviews on those, unfortunately. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm
1: just copying and pasting into Google Translate, going, yeah. I'm just I'm just I'm sorry, I'm flying blind on this one.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. And a film writes up, did you say that is looking at oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. That, that yeah, is that's unbelievable.
1: So the so it's been optioned for film, um which is again just uh, it's one of those things that you do not you hear about, but you do not expect that, you do not realistically expect that it could happen. And all of a sudden, when the the US deal was announced, uh, when the US book deal was announced, it it, uh, sparked a bit of interest uh, from a number of parties in the States. Uh, And all of a sudden there, I was kind of sitting in my... Uh, home office, which is in the uh, the granny flat at the back of our house, uh, doing Zoom calls with um, with uh, producers in Hollywood. Wow. And and they were there pitching kind of how, how they would see uh, the book being kind of translated onto the big screen. And then that is one of those moments where you just have to pinch yourself because mm-hmm. um, not only have they read the book and liked it enough to be having this conversation, but they've actually then kind of put thought into how it could best Uh, be turned into a film and like this is amazing and so I'm also realistic here in that a lot of books do get optioned uh, for film and they don't go any further but it's just a fantastically exciting first step um, and and one that I, I, I again know how lucky I am to have taken that step.
0: But to even if, to even be sitting there, I, this is what I find really interesting. It's like your words and then someone else's creative visual vision would be so yep. cool to hear back and like, wow, how oh, has yeah. someone else taken this? You know what I mean? Oh, that,
1: that's epic. A- absolutely, and I and I would love to see that. I would just love yeah. to see kind of, and that's probably been the the best part as well of um, speaking to uh, book clubs and and various groups where you suddenly see what people. Take from the book as the significant messages, not just the messages, but also the main characters. For instance, I thought the key relationship in this book was essentially between um, Tommy and Carrie, the the main kind of love story. But the relationship that a lot of people keep on being drawn to and keep coming back to is actually between Tommy and Josh. That 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 this this friendship that 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 even though Josh forgets who Tommy is every year, just as everybody does. Um, that they just keep being drawn back to each other as though people are meant to be friends. And that is something that keeps being brought up. And I love that because it just shows that that um, once you put the book out there, it is open to interpretation uh, by anyone. And I love seeing what people take from it. That is different to what I was perhaps expecting to be the key messages.
0: Yeah, this is amazing. You're so you're so right, and I'm I'm actually with you on that. I love that relationship with, with Tommy and Josh as well. So.
1: <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's just nice. It's it's nice just to see. And the thing is, Tommy is a very optimistic, very good-hearted person, mm-hmm. um, and he needs to be because I think otherwise you would end up in this place with this book of it being very dark if yeah. he was. And he does go through a period during adolescence of kind of, why me? Why is this happening? And it does kind of take him down. Um, but he, without kind of giving too much away, he does kind of bounce back from that. Uh, and he needs to be a resilient person. He needs to be an optimistic person. Otherwise, I think the book would have ended up too dark and too grim. And I don't think that's what I wanted to write. I want yeah. something that actually does, um, does feel a bit uplifting which which does feel a bit odd to say, this is a book about a boy who's forgotten every year, but don't worry, it's actually really uplifting. You just have to trust me on it. You just have to read it.
0: I think that you do. Everyone does need to read it. Everyone does need to read um How to Be Remembered, but it's the polarity of those two things, of what we think about being remembered, being forgotten, and then, the, yeah, yeah, I don't want to go into too much depth of it, but... Honestly, it is a really uplifting, a beautiful story, which I would also love to see on the screen. So I'm, my fingers are absolutely to you Excellent. On that. Excellent, mine
1: too. It would be, <laughs> wouldn't it? Just be, be so exciting to, um, to see that and and, like, I, I need to be realistic and just kind of go, okay, it is just, it is the first step, but it is a, a, a fantastic first step to have taken.
0: Yeah. And enjoy the process, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And just
1: to have those meetings and have those calls and things, and you're like, this is just this is just exciting this is a thrill that I may never get again and so I'm just going to enjoy every moment as we go through it
0: add every one of them to your contacts list oh
1: yeah 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 they're they're, they're trapped now they're getting spammed by me kind of how to be remembered spam for life now because they (laughs) dared to have one meeting with me (laughs) yeah
0: Oh, now I do need to um, finish this with a question because I absolutely love your story and how How to Be Remembered came together. But one question that I do love to ask everyone is: there are a lot of writers um, and readers listening right now. But if there is someone in the manuscript trenches or they've got an idea that they're just not acting on, what is the number one piece of advice that you would pass on to a writer right now?
1: Oh, okay. A couple, of, probably a couple of things. Um, one would be just to keep keep at it. That um, you do need to have a pretty thick skin uh, to do it. And you just need to kind of keep persisting. And so if you finish the manuscript and you are kind of querying that, that it's just um, that don't stop at the, the 10th rejection or the 20th or the 30th or the 40th, because it could be the 41st query. That is the yes. Um, and I, I suppose the other thing is kind of when you're, when you're writing is that, Kind of, you hear a lot of the, the kind of conventional kind of wisdom of of you must kind of be trying to write your thousand words a day or your two thousand words a day, you've got to spend your four hours a, a day. You also, don't be so hard on yourself as well. It, that, that uh, I mean, I wrote this and I'm still kind of writing now while working full time as well. And I've got young kids as well. Life gets in the way. Uh, and sometimes you can't you just can't do it you can't do it all and and you just kind of need to be um just because you don't necessarily fit what is that um like perceived as as the idea of, of having to do it every day for a set amount of of hours you don't you just have to do what works for you but just keep going just whatever it is just keep at it
0: absolutely absolutely so that
1: was kind of two pieces of advice and i don't know whether either of them are actually worth anything but <laughs> it's um you got two two for the price of one that might actually be only worth half
0: well, I think they're great because it's what's what's what it is what has gotten you here today, which I yeah.
1: I'm yeah. stoked that your book is is hitting so many
0: incredible people. Thank you so much for joining us today, Michael. Now, a quick: where can people find you? See you. Your book's available everywhere, but yeah, where can people get in contact and hear more about what you've got coming up next as well?
1: Yeah, sure. Social media is um, probably the best place. Kind of Instagram, Michael Thompson, author uh, is a, is a good one. I've got a website, michaelthompson.net.au. Um, and yeah, the book is pretty much available all, all over the place, but, um, but yeah, jump on, jump online and say good day If you have read it, I'd love to. The, the, it is one of the greatest thrills is hearing from people who have, who have read it. And it's just, yeah. I'll never get sick of that. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Grab yourself a copy guys and, and, and hit Michael up. Let him know, let him know which your fa- which was your favorite relationship in the book.
1: <laughs> yes. Excellent, thank you so much, <laughs> olivia for uh, for taking the time to speak to me today. I really enjoyed the chat.
0: Thank you.